The only thing that kind <laughs> The only thing that makes me not want to read this is because I just don't want to read wisdom and advice from a man. <laughs> okay. No, because like I don't read books by men. I just want to talk about books all day. That's all I want to do. I totally agree. Yeah, well, we're waiting for it to Run out and buy it. Run out and buy it. Anything for Welcome back to another episode of Anything Pros. I'm Vicky, And I'm Jen. And this week we're going to be talking about books to read in your 20s. That's the fastest we've ever gotten to the intro. <laughs> I know. We've only been on Zoom. I guess it doesn't say how long we've been on Zoom. But I've only been recording for three minutes. Yeah, it's been like five minutes. <laughs> wow. Look at us. I think it's just because Vicky just woke up from a nap, so she's not, like, very talk. We're not really, like, talkative, so we're yeah. not um, dilly-dallying like we usually yeah, do. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. And then you didn't react to my text that I sent you, so I don't know. Okay. Are you trying to live react? Wait, so, yeah, let, <laughs> let me tell you what happened. <clears throat> let me move my mic a little closer. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm taking my nap, right? And I woke up. I wanted to check the time, and I see I have a text from Jen. So I open it, <laughs> and it's two pictures. And it says <laughs> one's a picture of like short hair with like curtain bangs and stuff. And it says, This is the length I'm cutting my hair. And then the next picture was like <laughs> dark brown, like dark black. And it said, This is the color I'm dying it. And I'm like, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go back to my nap and I will respond to this later. You're like, this is for the podcast. I can't deal with this in my spare time. <laughs> Literally, like, I open those texts and I see that. And I see I have maybe like an hour left to nap. And I'm like, no, we're not dealing with Jen right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're not yeah, going to no, unpack so this. <laughs> Vicky and I were supposed to um, record at 6, and so I, I sent her the photo like an hour or two ago, and then she says at 6, ready to record, and I'm like, no, we're not recording until you address my hair. Like, this is not going unaddressed. I let you know for a reason. I'm keeping you in the loop, you know? Yeah, thanks for once. <laughs> no, Vicky, like, we're past that. Like, now you're going to be in the loop 24-7. I'm going to tell you about, like, the smallest things in my life. I literally double texted Jen, though. I was, like, ready to start the podcast. We will address those texts in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, guys, I'm doing this on Thursday to my hair. I'm getting it, like, a lot shorter because, like, my hair is very long. long. Very long. I'm just feeling crazy. Well, not crazy, actually. I'm actually feeling good. Are we? Yeah, I am, actually. Okay. And I'm feeling, like, I'm feeling good, and, like, I feel like this haircut, I want it. Because I wanted this haircut when I was feeling crazy. But then I was like, it's not the time to cut your hair. But now I'm feeling good, and I still want the haircut, so I'm like, I think it's time. Okay. I do think it's, like a radical change but a good change all right as long as you're happy with it i'll post it on the podcast right. account guys 
Wait, when you said as long as you're happy with it, it sounded like you thought the haircut was ugly. So can we just address that before we move forward? Oh, no, I don't think it's going to be ugly. I The haircut okay. you sent okay. me, I like it. I just, okay. I mean, from experience, from friend's experience, like we, whenever we have long hair, we always think we want to cut it. Like I had hair just as long as you in March, and then I cut it. And ever since March, I've been like, "Why the fuck did I do that?" So I feel like we always long-haired girls. Hair. We're always like, "Let's." I hate it we're hair. always saying we want to cut our hair short, and then the moment we cut it short, we're like, "Why did we do this?" No, I feel like it's my new brand that I'm cultivating with the dragon tattoo. Oh, I think it's all part of like a new gen okay. that I'm unveiling this year. Yeah. Okay. We're unveiling her. Yeah. Oh, either we're unveiling her a little too late or a little too soon for 2022. But <laughs> okay, she's maybe unveiling. I'll be finalized by 2022. <laughs> 2022, I'll be like the new Jen is here. You know. Yeah. We're just testing okay, her out so right 20s. now. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a very 20s discussion to lead into talking about books to le- read in your 20s. It was perfect. Absolutely. Great. Cut your hair. Cut your hair. Do crazy shit. It's your 20s. Get a dragon tattoo. <laughs> Who's gonna stop you? Literally no one. Not your mom. <laughs> I'm legally able to get a, a dragon tattoo whenever I want. <laughs> the moment I moved out of my parents' house, they were quaking. Just, what are you gonna do to your body next? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, my sister, like in the year from like when she turned 18 to when she turned 19, got like six tattoos probably. Yeah, I think that's what my parents think I'm just doing up here. Like, they probably think I just have, like, sleeves and tattoos, piercings everywhere. You're not wrong, Mom. Yeah, that's Mom. why they want you to come visit every so often so they can check in. My mom's literally coming to visit this weekend. Oh, my God. Wait, can I come up with her? Yeah. Tell me what flight she's on, and I will get on that flight. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I'm actually going to Savannah this weekend, though. I feel like you recently said you were going to do something in Savannah. You're going to get a book. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm going book shopping. What book were you going to get? Oh, The Sun I'm going to get a lot of books. Yeah. She Who Became the Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely looking for that. I hope you find the dragon cover. I want the dragon cover, but I think that's like the UK cover. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know her. Maybe we should get to know her. Maybe. Maybe I'll go to the UK and get her. <laughs> Vicky and I go to Europe. <laughs> Think about all the book covers we would get in the UK. <laughs> Stop. I really like um, people we meet on vacation. And then have you ever seen the book Stay Gold? No. I have it, but I won't pull it out right now. But it's, like, a blue cover, and then I saw someone post the UK version of that recently, and it's, like, a pink cover, and it's way better. And that made me very upset. Sometimes they have way better covers. Yeah, so anyway, books read in your 20s. Ta-da! me and Jen. Okay, so the first one. Are in our 20s. Yeah, experts. <laughs> experts. We be reading. Yeah, and in our in 20s. Our 20s. <laughs> we need to keep recording this podcast so when, like we turn 30 we can do a catch-up episode all right so like a recap literally just Update. five years from now oh. <laughs> oh my god stop that's nine years for me <laughs> sometimes i just hate being here <laughs> <laughs> like he's like i come here and i get bullied 
Can you imagine if we did this podcast nine years from now? Like, I have no plan to stop doing this podcast, but that also sounds like... That doesn't sound right. That- the, th- the fact that <laughs> I would be 34... <laughs> I just don't think so. <laughs> like, what would I... What, like, are we even still reading? <laughs> Good Like, question, what are we though. reading? I don't know. Oh my I guess. Okay. We'll have, well, so it'll be in the podcast right episode. I don't know what we're reading in our 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll know in the future. <laughs> but what are we reading now? Good books. Honey Girl. Honey Girl. Amazing. Perfect book. Yes. This is not just a book like you read in your 20s, but this is a book you read when you're like either going through college, about to graduate, you already graduated, because it's just the perfect feeling that I feel like a lot of people relate to and actually is a complaint from people like seeing books where people graduate college and they just instantly go into their dream job and they don't struggle and you're like, um... I'm like 25, graduated, I'm struggling, I don't know what my dream job is, where's this book? That's Honey Girl. Yeah, exactly, and I feel like so many, like, books and, like, also just social media and everything, like, you see this really glamorized version of what happens, because, like, obviously no one's gonna post, like, I went to 20 interviews and they all went horrible and I got, like, laughed out of the room, like, no one's gonna say that. They're all just going to be like, I got my dream job and like, this is it. But you don't get to see like the struggle that goes on to get there. And so Honey Girl, it like makes you feel like you're not the only one who's like, what am I doing? It just like validates all your feelings. And yes, and it's not even about like the struggle of, oh, I had 20 job interviews, but it's also Mm -hmm. the just the confusion of did I go to college for the right thing? Do I have the right degree? Is this even a job I like? Am I in the right... Like, my friends right now, they're getting married. They're having kids. That is sending me into a spiral. (laughs) Like, I am not married. (laughs) I am not having kids. Like, am I in the right stage in life? And Honey Girl just, like, really makes you feel very validated with where you are. And it kind of... It sends a message that, like, it's okay that you don't know what you're doing and like just get comfortable in the uncomfortable yes and it's okay to like get to a place that you thought you always wanted to be and realize that you don't want that anymore Mm -hmm. because it's really difficult because we make these plans and these goals when we're young and we try and stick to them but like I don't want the same things that I wanted like four years ago five years ago ten years ago like I don't want the same things that I wanted and like same with her like she's talking about like I always wanted to get the very best job but now she's realizing like the personal sacrifices that go into having a job like that like when you have the best job it's like you can't have as much of a social life you can't take care of yourself as well like it's a trade-off and I think she's realizing like that's not actually what she wants yeah and as you grow your dreams change and I mean if you think about it like we pick our major when we're in high school how I barely even know who I am in high school that is such a joke like how how did you pick your major bro I might as well have just closed my eyes and dragged my finger down a book like I that's why I went to grad school because when I graduated when I graduated undergrad I was like holy shit what next and I was like I gotta go I literally moments before walking across the stage I applied for grad school because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life and I was like go to grad school let's do it it'll it'll buy me two more years (laughs) like 
Oh my god. Yeah, so I always knew that I wanted to, like, go into, like, a business major. I don't know why. That just felt like something that I was... Nothing else felt even remotely right. And so I was like, I have to do, like, a business major. And then I didn't want to do anything that involved math. So that's how I chose, like, marketing and advertising. I feel <laughs> like I was that like, fits, though. No math. Because now you could do marketing yeah, it, with it books. Did. Yeah, I do really like, like, what... It, it ended up good, but, like, how did I get here? I don't know. Yeah life's messy yeah and then yeah I'm in that stage right now because I everyone I know is graduating in December and like almost all of my friends are going to grad school so then I'm just like should I be going to grad school like am I no I don't know ruining my life (laughs) thank you Vicky thank you but yeah there's so much confusing shit going on at this point in our lives and like no one is really saying how bad it is yeah. and like how scary it and is. And Honey Girl, she says it's bad. Does that? And also, Queenie. She says it's fucking hey, terrible. These books like yes. remind me so like of perfectly each other. of each other. And I think like so, Honey Girl, she like got her PhD, so she's been in school for like nine years, questioning like you said. I I have my dream job, but I don't even think I want this anymore. I'm not the same person I yeah. was when I wanted this. And Queenie is, like, I think she's still <laughs> in school or she just literally graduated. And she's, like, yeah, bro, I hate my job. I hate everything about <laughs> my life. Like, she's struggling hardcore. And yeah. this book I love because it touches on, like, mental health. Like, Queenie starts going to therapy. Mm-hmm. She's just really confused about what's going on, what she should be doing. And, yeah, the books are very similar. I think they're really great books. Yeah, so both of those are really good to read in your 20s because, like, if you have no idea what you're doing, it just kind of feels good to be, like, have that confirmation that other people are going through the same thing. It normalizes it. That it's totally fine. That, yeah. Yeah. Who said you You need to have your shit together in your 20s? Who said that? (laughs) The ladies on Anything (laughs) Pros do not have their shit together. Bro, I really thought, like... (laughs) I'm thinking adults have their shit together, and now I'm an adult. I'm a 25 year old adult, and I don't. And I'm That's like, crazy. Our parents lied to us. I don't. No one has their shit together ever. I don't care what everyone age you are. Everyone is like flying by the seat of their pants, <laughs> like making shit up. Like every week, we just make it up. We're faking it till we're making it out here. That is it. No one, no one said how hard it was to like feed yourself three meals a day. Like, it's so hard to just do, like, the bare minimum of things and just, like, figure out what you're eating. (laughs) Like, I can eat three meals, like, a few days, but seven days a week the rest of my life. (laughs) And, like, what? I'm supposed to make them, like, healthy? Like, I'm supposed to be creative with them? Like, I I don't know. We're supposed to eat every day. (laughs) Like, Like, I'm supposed to eat every few hours? That's impossible who has the time and i have to buy the materials and i have to make it it's not happening it's not happening life is hard out here 20s are hard i don't know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) like i literally have no clue what's going on barely um (laughs) are there any other books that like just normalize you know being confused i think that's all we really had for that i think those were like the most ones that i felt yeah the other ones Um, are just really books that kind of like moved us and just changed our outlook on life yeah um so crying in h mart jen and i both recently read this and it just it makes you think 
about like what's important because Mm -hmm. um the main girl it's michelle right i'm pretty sure yes michelle like her mom gets diagnosed with cancer and the book's basically just about her navigating that um dealing with her mom passing and just life changing Mm -hmm. for her and there's a lot of things that she like starts to realize like she had a job and she was like you know what i love music why am i not doing music clearly time is limited like she never expected her mom to die as young as she did so she's like i'm gonna do what i want to do and that's music and yeah at least try yeah she's like who knows how much time i have and Mm -hmm. also just it makes you think about your parents like i know you, yeah, your relationship with um, them and like yeah, like how much time do I it have? It makes you with reevaluate, yeah, your priorities because I feel like I don't know at the beginning of your twenties or like even when you're a teenager, like your priorities are so much about yourself and like your friends and your life and like everyone goes through that and like it's a natural thing, but you kind of forget that like I don't know your parents aren't going to be around forever and like that's a relationship you do kind of have to nourish. Yeah, you kind of, like, forget that as you're, like, kind of in your own and just busy doing your own stuff that... Eating. Yeah, eating three meals a day. day. Yeah, it's hard to remember that, like, other people exist and you have to, like, reach out. Yeah, like, there'll be days where I, like, I'm like, damn, I don't think I've talked to my parents at all this week. And the book just kind of makes you reevaluate, like, your priorities in life and are you, Mm -hmm. like, essentially if something were to happen like if you were all of a sudden on a time clock have you Mm -hmm. achieved what you actually wanted to achieve like are you doing what you want to be doing like if you're not in a job you're enjoying and you all of a sudden hit that time clock like what what was the point of being in a job you didn't enjoy you know, what was the point? Like, she had a, the backyard wedding because a big wedding didn't matter. The only thing that mattered was that her mom okay, was at no. the wedding. Stop. We can't talk about this because I will cry. I, like, sobbed reading that, that part. That was a like, really I, nice scene. Unashamed was, like, sobbing. That part really killed me. That was a good scene. But it just shows you, like, the little things, like, kind of don't mean as much when... Exactly. Like, the big wedding is not the biggest deal. Yeah. You it's know. who's there that matters. It's more who's there, yeah. Yeah. Who you're marrying and who's in attendance. Yeah. <laughs> That's what matters. <laughs> Both. Um, so you yeah. read the next one. I have not read it, but okay, it so is this one, on my list. The, the, I, wanna, I will explain so why I put this one on there. So Una Out of Order is, like, a really, really interesting premise. So it's, like, I think her 18th birthday, and her birthday is, like, on New Year's, and so it's, like, super fun. She has a New Year's birthday, and she's doing, like, the countdown and at a party and having, like, a really fun time, but, like, the next morning when she wakes up, she is, like, 35 or something, so she's a totally different age. So she starts aging out of order. So every year on New Year's, she becomes a new age, but she's a different age every year. It doesn't matter. That sounds so freaking good. And so she's... Yeah, so she's never younger than 18, but she's always, like, some different age, and so it's crazy, like, the stuff that she has to deal with, because she'll wake up and be married and have no clue who her husband is, and she'll be like, I don't love you, like, I feel no connection to you, I don't And she has to live like that for a year. Yeah. Or she'll, like, um, 
wake up and like her mom will be there and then the next year her mom will be dead like because time has passed and just like things like that like she's aging in this crazy way that makes no sense but it's kind of like she manages to find enjoyment in life no matter what like towards like this is like she goes through this whole process of like hating it she's like I hate like I want to live like the normal way like I want to age in the normal way and like be able to have all these things but then like slowly she starts to find the joy in like everything Mm -hmm. and just kind of make some bonds like for the year and like enjoy smaller things like that and I feel like that's a really good message and like book to read in your 20s because there is so much pressure on living your life in this particular order and like doing things like you said at a certain time and it's like she doesn't have that going on so she's kind of doing what she wants and every year she's like what do I want to do this year like I don't have to have a husband at this age I don't have to have kids at this age like I'm doing what I want that sounds so good you think that'd be good on audio yeah, I bet. It was really good, Vicky. I really loved that book. I literally saw it on Libby the other day that it was available. And I was like, yeah, I bet it would I have be really to ask good. Jen if I should read it or audiobook it. Yes, you need to read it. It's really good to read in your 20s, too. That does sound good. Um, and then... The next three I put on there all for the same reason. That they made us sob like crazy. <laughs> yeah okay so that but also like all three of these next books that we're going to be talking about just made me change the way I viewed and interacted with other people like they really changed my mind on like what other people are going through or like woke me up to like other people's experiences if that makes sense yeah no I agree yeah I've only read one so out of the with three us. but agreed you've only read one yeah. You haven't read Know My Name? I have it. I just haven't gone. I feel like I'm not mentally, I'm just not mentally ready to okay. read that yeah, story. Okay, yeah, no, that's honestly really fair. And I'm just It's really waiting. a lot. But I do, I actually bought the audiobook so I can read it whenever I want. Okay. But yeah, mentally I just it know it's It is really heavy crush. and I would never read that anywhere near A Little Life. So don't you dare pick that okay. up. Okay. <laughs> Whew. All right, so it'll be a few Oh months. my God. But so the first one, It Ends With Us, talks about like domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we've talked about it before on the podcast, but just something that like obviously you're always aware of, but that like I never really got or understood before reading this book. Yeah. It actually, I think, shows domestic violence in a very accurate light, in that Mm -hmm. like typically when your partner cheats on you, your partner's abusing you, and you tell like friends and family they're like just leave like why are you still there just leave and it's so easy for like to say that when you're on the outside and even i'm sure like these women in these relationships and the men they're like they're like yeah absolutely if i was ever in a domestic violence situation i just leave and then you get put in that situation and it becomes a lot more complicated because maybe you're married. Maybe you share a kid with this person. You know, you love them. Maybe it's taken them years to show this side of themselves. Like, you don't really know what's going yeah. on. And It Ends With Us just really showed how, why it's hard to leave that person. Because, like, you trust yeah. them. And when they say they're not going to do it again, you believe them because you love them and you think they love you. And it was just, I thought it was, like, wildly accurate. I think Colleen Hoover did an amazing job yeah. of... Like, that's such a hard subject, and it's tricky because if you publish a book on domestic violence and it is not accurate, you're going to get backlash, and she did a beautiful job. because, like, I'm saying is, like, I have based, 
like my perception on those relationships a lot sorry the dog was just like attacking the door um yeah I have based my perception of like a domestic violence like it changed when I read this book so if it wasn't accurate I would have like a really bad idea of like it so but I feel like this is a good one to read in your 20s because it made me aware of the issue in a way that like so if I ever do come into contact with somebody who's in a relationship like that I'm more like understanding and I'm not just like leave like you're so stupid like what's wrong with you yeah it helps change your mindset a bit on the issue and then like you said if you ever if one of your friends or family members or just mm-hmm. a stranger you meet's experiencing it, you have a better approach than just being like, just leave. Like, you could be more helpful yeah. and just more, like, yeah. sympathetic to the situation. Exactly. Like, more understanding. Yeah. And I know we've talked about know my name on here a lot, but just even that without like reading very- it. Yeah, that's a very similar situation where, like, I read Know My Name, and it's, like, um, Chanel Miller, and she talks about sexual assault, and that's just another thing that, like, obviously I never could, like, fully understand before reading it, but she's so open about everything, and it's just, like, now when you come into contact with someone who that's happened to, like, you're more, like, you know what to say, and because she talks about things that people would say to her, and, like, how harmful they were to her, and I'm just, like, I don't even think that these people knew, like, how horrible what they were saying was to her. Yeah, and, like, a lot of them. And a lot of people put it on the person to, like, teach them what to say. Yeah. And it's, like, the person who has gone through a traumatic experience, it's not their responsibility to teach you on, like, what's offensive and what's not. Like, you really need to educate yourself on that. Like, you can't just be going up to a victim and saying something. And then being like, no, well, why we was that about... offensive? Teach me. Like, it's not their exactly. job to teach you. Yeah, that's the last thing I'd ever want to do. And we talked about that with, like, Men We Reaped, how Jasmine mm-hmm. Ward, like, talks about her experiences so openly. And it's just, like, so crazy that people are putting this stuff out there. Like, you have to read it because it's, like, you know, like, they're sharing these intimate experiences and, like, offering you this learning experience. So it's, like, why not take that? Take advantage you of know? it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, like, the same thing again, you know? Like, if it happens, you kind of know more what to say and what not to say. Yeah. What's all the ugly and wonderful things? I feel like I've seen this cover. I'm surprised. I swear you read this, but I guess you didn't. It's, like, the age gap romance. It's really controversial. So, it's about, like, this... Yeah. I can't believe that you haven't read this one. I haven't. Okay. Well, you need to. Okay, well, tell me what it's about. Like, immediately. Oh, okay, so I have let me seen tell this you, like, cover. Okay, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so basically, the girl is really young, like, really young when she meets the guy. And they have an insanely complicated relationship. And, like, I don't even want to really explain it without you reading it. But um, there's a huge age gap. She has parent problems, like... Her dad is a drug dealer. Her mom, I don't know where she is. And it's like, there's meth involved. It's not a good home life. There's abuse. It's just crazy. And she, like, grows up way before she should have to grow up. And then the one good thing in her life is her relationship with that guy. Like, he is kind and he's, like, a good guy. But the age gap is like so bad that it's like how is this one good thing 
but it's like not a good thing mm-hmm. but it, it is so it's like really complicated because the reason i put it on here was because it's just like challenged the way i judge people and like the way i judge people's relationships because i feel like there's a very clear standard of like right and wrong that we have and like even in something like a little less controversial than this like I feel like I'm very quick to like judge people's relationships or like things that they're doing and just be like that's not right like that's not okay but like if it makes both of the people happy like I don't know is it like bad that's the big question that is you have to read it as long as it's consensual and age gaps do get me Sometimes I'll be seeing No, it. you will feel deeply uncomfortable when you're reading it, but you have to finish it. You have to go all the way through because you can't stop in the middle. Okay. Okay. You will be uncomfortable. Perfect. Untamed. I don't think you've read this either. I have not. Which is crazy because I got my tattoo based on a quote from the book. Did you really? Yeah, so um, she said, sometimes, like, we need to burn everything down in order to start over. Like, destruction is essential to construction. I like that. I really wow. liked it a lot. It meant a lot to me at the time. At the time, it still it doesn't anymore. No, <laughs> now I just, I, I'm never burning anything ever done. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. This is, okay, yeah. so she, like, got, is this the one where she got divorced but married a woman? woman yeah yeah so it's really really good um it's a memoir and i think it has something for everyone so she talks about motherhood she talks about you know religion and like spirituality she talks about divorce and she talks about being a woman a lot and like feminism Mm -hmm. and so she talks about how like she was doing everything right like she had all the things that she was supposed to have she had like a marriage that was not bad not bad by any means and like she had the kids and all of these other metrics like she had met them but she wasn't happy and so it's just kind of like how you have to live your life for yourself and sometimes even though it can be really scary to burn things down like it's for the good and like you shouldn't leave something well you shouldn't stay somewhere that you're not happy just because you're scared of starting over yeah just because you're comfortable and don't want to like yeah mess because like you that has to be incredibly hard being like well i have a great husband my marriage is great i have kids that are great exactly but it wasn't why bad. am i not happy and so like to push yourself to leave that situation for yourself damn and when there's kids involved when and you're not sure involved. and that's kind of like <sighs> yes. wild though how she was married and then one day yes. she's just like it's Bye. badass is what it is. You got to do it's things really for yourself. Badass. I No, and she hasn't, like, so many amazing quotes in the book. Like, a lot of them just, like, meant so much to me. And she was, like, if you have to choose between, like, disappointing someone else and, like, disappointing yourself, you always have to disappoint someone else. Like, you can't live your life not doing what you want, basically. I agree. Wow. Or, like, not living I your truth. I need to read this book. You do oh really gosh. need to read this or listen to it. It's so good and perfect to read in your 20s. Damn, Libby's going to be like, girl, you're borrowing 50 books. You good? <laughs> I know. I've told you to read so many books already, but, like, honestly, they're all so good and, like, had really important messages in them. No, that sounds really good. I've heard, like, a bunch of, like, mix-matched reviews on that yeah. one, but... Mm-hmm. 
And Jenny Yeah, I trust. have heard people say that, um, like, it's preachy. I've seen a lot of those reviews saying that it was, like, preachy or, like, self-helpy. But uh, yeah, I didn't get that vibe, but I, like, can see how people would. And, like, to be honest, yeah, some of, like, there's, like, short little um, chapters. And, like, some of the chapters didn't apply to me. Like, some of them weren't something that I'm interested in or whatever. But it didn't take away from the book for me at all. Like, I just really loved it. And the things that did apply to me, like, really hit me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Should we... Good book talk about recommendations from others yes okay okay so the first one that came up like over and over again was um zadie smith and just like every one of her books like just an overall zadie smith recommendation because that's the author yeah oh so to let you guys know we did a poll um and we asked you guys what you think are good books to read in your 20s and these are the ones that uh you guys put in the little box so yeah zadie smith i know she wrote like white teeth um yeah i haven't read any of her books no i haven't read any of them either should i look up white teeth yeah on goodreads let's get a little yeah i'm gonna have to look up quite a few of these because some of them i haven't read or heard of or anything like that okay so white teeth says at the center of this invigorating novel are two unlikely friends, Archie and Samad. Hapless veterans of World War II, Archie and Samad and their families become a- agents of England's irrevocable transformation. A second marriage to Clara, a beautiful Jamaican half his age, quite literally gives Archie a second lease on life and produces Irie, a knowing child whose personality doesn't quite match her name. Set against London's racial, racial and cultural tapestry, venturing across the former empire and into the past as it barrels toward the future, White Teeth revels in the ecstatic hodgepodge of modern life, flirting with disaster, confounding expectations, and embracing the comedy of daily existence. That sounds good. That, that sounds sound like good. a 20s book. And I think she does have a lot of, um, like themes like that like i was gonna say that like sounds like and... that's like her mo from what i've seen from her other books that's probably why she's on this list so yeah. much so she has that kind of theme. the next one is fates and furies by lauren groff i i want to read this i love the cover so this one says um every story has two sides every relationship has two perspectives and sometimes it turns out the key to a great marriage it's not its truth but its secrets at the core of this rich expensive expansive layered novel lauren groff presents the story of one such marriage over the course of 24 years at age 22 lodo and matilda matilda are tall glorious glamorous madly in love and destined for greatness a decade later their marriage is still the envy of their friends but with an electric thrill we understand that things are even more complicated and remarkable than what they seemed so it sounds like just like a i want to read this that yeah relationship books that get me sounds... they make me really like think yeah um this made me think of like not totally related but taylor some of taylor jenkins reads like backlist books like maybe in another life did you read that no but i want to 
Okay, and then did you read After I Do? I haven't read, like, any of her old books. They... Oh, my God. So, hers are also, like, perfect to read in your 20s, and I never thought of them before right now, but she, like, maybe in another life is basically, like, two alternate timelines. She makes a different choice, and it explores her life if she had chosen differently. Like, the whole way through. And then, I think about um, that stuff all the time. All the time. After I do is, like, she takes a break from her marriage for a year, and they separate and, like, spend time apart. That one's really good. And then, did you read One True Loves or no? Mm-mm. Okay. So, One True Loves is, like, That's basically the she one, right? reconnects, yeah. yeah, with her old flame. And they're all really good, like, make you think, kind of reevaluate life books. Yeah, I've had them on hold through Libby, I feel like, for, like, months now. The holds are so long on her books. Ew. I know. But those would be good, and that kind of reminds me of it. I want to read that book now. Yeah, that sounds good. I feel like I've seen that at, like, the thrift store, and now I'm kind of mad I didn't grab it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I saw that a while ago, and I never got it. There's another book on here. Okay. This is Your Brain on Birth Control. I don't remember who posted the review on this, but I'm like, that just seems like a book that everyone, every girl in their 20s needs to read. And maybe even your partner needs to read it. Yeah, do you follow Charlotte, Mo Reads, and um, Treat Yourself? I was one of them. Okay. I was going to say, this seems like a book that they would have, like, posted. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, essentially it just... I want to read that. This is your brain on birth control. Um, The Surprising Science of Women Hormones and the Law of Unintended Consequences. It's basically uh, just a book about... Um, like how birth control is affecting women, um, how it's changed our lives, how it affects our lives both I positively and like negatively, um, the impact it has on our hormones long term. It just seems really like just important, like educational. Yeah. Because the thing is just like, I feel like I don't know anything about birth control and like I'm on birth control and I feel like I should know about it, but I don't know really like all of the effects that it's having on me at all yeah i feel like i've seen a lot of like tiktoks lately where girls are like getting off birth control for the first time in like 10 Mm -hmm. years and they're like their depression like changes like they and but they realize they didn't even realize because they've been on it so long that like who they felt they were like this is me this is the normal me and then when they get off birth control they're like oh my god have i been depressed the last 10 years like and they realized birth control totally changed who they were and they didn't even know because they had been on it so long term i have a feeling that that's gonna happen to me because i've been on it since i was 16 and like i don't even because at 16 like who even are you you're not even a person so like yeah like you, know, you really don't, don't even, even know. know if it's affecting you so much that it's like changing oh your personality God. imagine if i got off birth control and like i was really nice to you now and i stopped calling you old and like amazing. i was a new woman i don't know that seems like a deep-rooted <laughs> personality trait of yours so yeah, i think that has to be that has to be me yeah. right <laughs> i don't know i mean we'll read the book and yeah. we'll see if that's me or this not. also really seems like a book partners should read though like i saw yes. something the other day and it was like if your girl's on birth control give her a hug tonight like they men just <laughs> do not know like they don't know yeah. like we're literally essentially like poisoning our bodies just so we don't have babies yet (laughs) it's terrible it's kind of crazy when you think about it like that you're yeah yeah. like have you ever seen the things with like this how big the side effects pamphlet yeah people are like this is my blanket i can use this as my (laughs) blanket (laughs) yeah 
No, for real. Like, what is that? I don't know. It's wild. But, so this yeah. seems like a really good book to read. Kind of just educational and... Knowing your body. Like, and, yeah. yeah. Um, so this one, Everything I Know About Love, I have been seeing it everywhere. And I actually rented it from the library and proceeded to not read it and have to return it. Um, so this one is actually it's on my list to read but i also saw this like in someone's guide last year that was like if you're going to get your friends a book for christmas like this is the book to get your friends really yeah okay vicky i'm expecting this on my doorstep christmas eve i'm expecting one as well (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm glad we've got this if we haven't read it by then but i do really want to read this one so i'll read the description it's like a best-selling memoir about growing up growing older and learning to navigate friendships jobs loss and love along the ride when it comes to the trials and triumphs of becoming an adult Dolly Alderton has seen and tried it all. In her memoir, she recounts falling in love, finding a job, getting drunk, getting dumped, realizing that Ivan from the corner shop might just be the only reliable man in her life, and that absolutely no one can ever compare to her best girlfriends. That is a message that I fully support and love. Yes. That seems, yeah, all these books honestly seem like right up my alley and very necessary to my life. Yeah, I need to read this. It sounds so good. I want to listen, I think. I think I would like to listen to this one more than I love it. listening to memoirs. Me too. Maybe I should make my friends listen to this because we're driving up to Savannah next week. And it's like a five-hour drive. That would be a good idea. Hey, friends, if you're listening, we're listening to this <laughs> on the drive. And I, it's like my car, so I feel like... I legally can force them to listen. Yeah. Driver gets pick. Someone said The Alchemist, and I honestly have always seen that book and have absolutely no clue what it's about. I have always seen this book, too, and it's always been something that people have said, like, you need to read. Like, I've seen it on, like, lists, like, of books. The, um, like, the poster I have where you, like, scratch off the books, it's on there absolutely it has 2.3 million ratings on goodreads yeah i think it's essentially just like this man's journey like he's traveling and as he travels he just kind of like dishes out some wisdom and he like learns things about himself interesting like i don't want to read this but I feel like I would probably learn something. The only thing that kind of <laughs> The only thing that makes me not want to read this is because I just don't want to read wisdom and advice from a man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, because, like, I don't read books by men anymore. After green lights happened, I honestly stopped trusting men. Listen, like, the only book I've read by a man recently was... Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen and, um, the guy who wrote Aristotle and Dante, so... Oh, okay, he gets a pass. Because it's LGBTQ. Yeah, yeah, that, okay, so I have read a lot of, like, gay books recently, but I wasn't count straight one. Straight, straight men. We just don't trust them on this podcast anymore. And that's, that's honestly been the thing that 
kind of pushes me away from this book because I've had people re- recommend this to me. I've seen it on list to read, and I'm like, listen, I just don't need a man telling me what to do. I get that you know, in my everyday when life. Reading, when I was reading this summary, I couldn't tell you why I didn't want to read it, but something about it just like didn't interest me, and I really think you hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> I think you're really correct. But maybe this is something for you guys. Maybe... You yeah, know. maybe you guys would like this. Maybe you trust men more than us. Yeah, we've had some bad run-ins with men, and we we've just been burned. Don't. <laughs> uh, Fool me once, shame on you. For real. Fool me twice, shame on me. Shame on you again, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, stop recommending books by men. Okay, and then we have room with a view. I've never heard of this. I don't know what that is either, but someone recommended that one. Let's see. Is it, like, unprofessional that we're always on um, Goodreads? Probably. Yeah, but, I mean, they're already here. Okay, so Lucy they clearly are interested. has her rigid middle-class life mapped out for her until she visits Florence with her uptight cousin, Charlotte, and finds her neatly ordered existence thrown off balance. Her eyes are opened by the unconventional character she meets. Da-da-da... Lucy finds herself torn between the intensity of life in Italy and the repressed morals of Edwardian England. Oh, this book was per- first published in 1908. Damn. Interesting. Um, I feel like this would be really good to read in your 20s. Like, I personally don't really read classics because I'm illiterate <laughs> and stupid and can't read. <laughs> but, but this seems like you another read, thing we've been talking about where it's like, we yes. have our lives mapped out or we're trying to follow this timeline of society and then something happens and we're like, Bro, wait, why are we following this timeline? This is such a universal, like, timeless Since struggle. Since 1908, a timeless struggle. Yet society <laughs> timeless has struggle. not changed. Can you name the episode <laughs> of <a> Timeless <laughs> Struggle? <laughs> Please. This is so funny. Yeah, like, this is exactly what we've been talking about the whole episode. Like, you're just torn, and you're like, what am I doing with my life? And you're questioning things. Whoever recommended this one, you are absolutely correct. Yeah, I don't know when I'll get to this, because, again, a classic, classic scare me a bit. But yeah, it just shows I can't read. women really been struggling with this bullshit for hundreds <laughs> of years, and I'm over it's it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, are my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids gonna just be like, what am I doing with my... Yeah, I'm gonna teach my kids that, like, there is no timeline of life. You want to have kids first before you're married? Do it. You want to not get married? Do it. Like, I don't care. (laughs) It's like eating dessert before you eat dinner. (laughs) You can do it. I don't care. Go ahead. ahead. Be crazy. I just don't get why there's a timeline. Like, I... I really, I have people asking me, like, why I'm not married yet, why I'm not engaged yet, and I'm like, what is the timeline? Vicky, I would be seriously so shocked if you were, like, engaged. Me too. Like, I, it, it, it <laughs> wouldn't be shocking, but it, like, would. Adam listening to this, like, uh, are we not getting married? <laughs> no, like, I love Adam. There's no shit on Adam. But 
It would just be so scary. It is like, scary. I'd be like, oh my god. I don't feel. Do I need to get married? I now? don't feel <laughs> old enough for that. Like that seems like a big life it's choice. It's really serious, and I just don't feel like I'm there. Like that is too adult. I know I said I am an adult, but I'm like a fake adult. <laughs> yeah, like I get that you have an office now, and <laughs> you're all fancy and things. But that is another step. Listen, working at an elementary school is fake adulting. There's nothing real about that job. (laughs) You're just around kids. (laughs) I'm in an office where my little kindergartners come in and, like, play with toys. And throw shoes at me. Listen, this is is so (laughs) far-fetched from adult life. I don't know how to describe it. She is so far removed from that. Um, someone said Addie LaRue, which is also a good one. Pretty much the same exact theme that we've been talking about the whole episode with, like, the, this is the path lined out for me. She doesn't want that path, and she is willing to do anything, basically, to escape it. Yeah. She literally makes a deal with the devil to get out of having to, like, marry someone she doesn't want to marry. Yeah. But then it's, like, it's like Una, where she eventually is like, this is my life, and I gotta start doing something with it because i hate it so i we need to change things and she starts like really exploring life and stuff so that yeah i could see that as a good book to read in your 20s it kind of just yeah that was good you guys had really good recommendations um a lot of these i hadn't heard about but are now on my list yes absolutely way to go guys wait go team (laughs) go team so this was a group effort books you should read in your 20s uh do you want to talk about what you were just read because i know you loved it yes oh my god so i cannot say too much because i can't spoil it but i read i read one of the good ones and okay so you know how i say like read it when you get around to it whatever Mm -hmm. ignore everything else on this list that i told you to read and bump one of the good ones to the top this is next vicky this is next ma'am I don't care. You have to scrap everything. Whatever your TBR was for October, this is now on it. Okay. Okay. Bump everything. Scrap. must. Out the door. <laughs> in the trash. The <laughs> okay. One of the good ones, I have had it on my shelf for so long, and every time I post it, Erica is always like, Jen, read one of the good ones. Read one of the good ones. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, I will, I will. Because, you know, there's so many books out there. Wait, is this one she of the ones correct. you got in your box? Or did you buy this? No, actually, I picked this one out because of Erica's review. Like, it's available on Libby. Get oh. that right now, Vicky. <laughs> Get that right now. Oh, that's I hope, a like, pretty the audiobook. Cover. I didn't. I read it, but yes. So, okay, this is the concept of it. There's three sisters: Jenny, Kezi, and Happy. And, um, so Kezi is, um, a blogger, and she's, like, a social media influencer, and she's, like, an activist. So she posts, like, tips for if you're going to, like, a rally or a protest, and, like, tips if you get pulled over by the police, and just, like, other posts along those lines. So she is at, a like, protest, uh, protesting, like, police brutality, and she ends up dying. Yeah. Oh my god. This is not a spoiler. This is, like, the concept of the book. And the craziest thing is that, like, she and her sisters were not close. So, this is, like, examining kind of, like, sister relationships. And so, she, it's told from Happy's perspective, but we get um, other perspectives, like, from Kezi from that day in flashbacks and, like, the day leading up to the protest. 
So it's really, really good. We've got multiple perspectives. And so she is kind of like, it's been three months since her sister died. And she's like, I feel like I didn't know her at all. We were always arguing. And now I just regret it so much because like, I never got to know who she was. It turns out like things happen, but I won't spoil. But, um, she learns a lot of things about her sister that she never knew and she just feels like she really missed out and then um Kezi had planned this whole road trip that she wanted to go on after graduation that she never got to go on obviously so the other two sisters Jenny and Happy decide to take the road trip kind of in her honor and go anyway and so Jenny and Happy also aren't close So it's kind of like them getting to know each other more Mm -hmm. and realizing how important that relationship is. That sounds really good. Yeah. It's so good. And I can't spoil it, but the very last page. It's one of those. It's one of those. Wow, I'm excited. I'm going to start it tomorrow. You should be. This is one of those books that like makes you love reading. Wow, do I need that lately or what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That sounds really good. Okay. Poppy Wars back burner. One of the good ones. <laughs> back burner. Front burner. Front burner. Okay, so for my book, as we discussed, I am still making my way through a little life. So we're just chugging along with that one. It's gonna be a while till we finish, but it is taking a lot of my time. So I haven't yeah. finished a book. But Boo. I know. Get fired. I know. I really need to step it up. <laughs> I really need to step it up. Um, so I wanted to talk about Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. I know we've, like, kind of discussed it on here a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is also a really good book to read in your 20s and just in general read this book. Uh, because, I again, agree. it's learning a new perspective, like, a new mm-hmm. culture. It just gives you more information. Uh, so this is Trevor Noah's book. And you guys know Trevor Noah, The Daily Show. Um, it's about the apartheid in South Africa that's happening, and it's called Born a Crime because essentially when Trevor was born, it was a crime because his dad was white, his mom is black, and that interracial coupling is illegal in South Africa, in the part of South Africa that his mom was living in. So, um, and that was basically like punishable by prison and it could also like it wouldn't just send his mom to prison but it could have affected him if people found out like he could have been taken away from his mom so after he's born um he's very light-skinned so his mom would like not even walk next to him and when she did she would pretend like she was his nanny or something so that they wouldn't get in trouble yeah because his mom was like very dark and so yeah. they like had a lie obviously about who his dad was no one could know his dad was white um not that his dad was like super involved with his life or anything but it's basically just about his life growing up in south africa and all the craziness that's happening all like just the violence the murder how the government like it's just it it's so yeah. good i like don't it even know so how good. to like and really well written so well written and the audiobook is really good too because like Trevor Noah he's a comedian and 
like he this a lot of the story is like very sad like the things his mom experienced with domestic violence the things he went through like i know this boy is traumatized but because he's a comedian like he throws in these (laughs) hilarious stories like about like his mom like hitting him with a flip-flop or something and he's able to joke about what's going on while also being serious about the other parts in his life Mm -hmm. and it's just so good and i learned so much because honestly I had no idea what the apartheid was in South Africa. Me neither. I had no, zero clue. That's really ignorant to say. It's so ignorant that, like, we don't even know what's going on in the world, and, like, this shit's going on, and I had no clue. So this book really, like... Yeah, it's startling. Yeah, and after I finished this book, I literally immediately started, like, Googling the apartheid, what was happening, what it was, why it started, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it was just, like, really eye-opening and kind of – this is where I started, Mm -hmm. I think, when I started, like, diversifying my bookshelf and, like, just making it a point Mm -hmm. to read more diverse things. This is where I started, and I was like, this is why (laughs) we need to do this stuff because I have no idea what's going on in the world. Um, Yeah, it's like you always feel embarrassed when you find something like that, and you're like, wow, this is really embarrassing that I had no clue about this. Yeah. But also good. Like, good that I'm finding it embarrassing it took so long yeah i don't know but at least i found both of these things yeah at least i've got it now yeah definitely a good one to read in your 20s too um i'm very disappointed that you didn't read a book but also i understand and you brought a good one up so now we're gonna read one of the good ones una we're gonna finish poppy wars finally i feel like i'm just reading such deep books right now that I just you are. have Poppy to Wars is heavy. Down. I know, like, I was going through Libby the other day, and I was like, I have not read a happy, <laughs> cheerful romance in so long. And that's why it's yeah, taking me... Yeah, I'm reading a romance right now. Like, every book, besides, like, Aristotle and Dante, every book I've read for the last, like, month or two has been, like, kind of depressing. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe this is why my reading has slowed down, because everything I'm reading is so heavy. I need yeah, to throw some good things. one of good ones is not light. Yeah. But we'll throw it in there. Okay, let's wrap this podcast up because I want to go eat the Pillsbury cookie dough that I have. With, like, the little shapes on it. And the little pumpkins? Yes, I have the pumpkin ones. Wow. To match your new earrings. Run out by it. Yes! I oh, saw my you. God, I'm so glad you saw that. <laughs> I'm so excited about those. I can't wait. I'll wear them next time we record if I have them by then. Please. Yes, that'll be our Halloween episode. And my new haircut. Oh! Ah! Wow. I can't wait. Next episode's going to be fire. Lots of change. All right, guys. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. You're definitely going to want to follow the Instagram page at Anything Pros. Jen's new earrings, Jen's new haircut, Jen's new meme. She's going to... For the reveal. The reveal. It's going to be there. You want to follow me at Vicky's Bookshelf, Vicky with an I. And you can follow me at A Broke Bookworm, and we will be back again next Monday with a new episode and a new haircut. (laughs) Bye.